Hallelujah to God. Glory to your holy name, Jesus. Lord, we bless you. I thank you for this avenue to reach out to your people. That their spirits be edified. That their soul increase in trust of you, Lord. That none, none is left the same after the world. That we are built up into the form which you have designed for us to be. That we are conformed into the exact image of who we are and what we should be in the sun. Can you in few seconds just blast in tongues? Every little breast of redili, brush of redili, brass of heart. Eli brandos of redili, beer of dos of rekis, if redishi de Elo banos of rede, brish, if redali, barash adaha. Elon de luz of redus of rede, bridalishi, vragabuz of redishi de luz. Libranandos of radishi de librandos. Elipras of rados of redili, bridabadus of redish. Lembelus of radishi, bradusidali, bracos of radili, bradash. Lebelendalia bratus of ridali, brass of radus of rigadeshidalish. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So today, I'll be discussing in this audio what I titled uh, Lifestyle of Prayer. A lifestyle of prayer. A lifestyle of prayer. Now, listen carefully. I'm going to be touching some very sensitive matters in, 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 in this audio. And I'm believing that by the help of the Holy Spirit, you would see it the exact way he has, he, he has shown us, the exact way he has revealed to me and the exact way it is revealed in the scripture. That we would check scriptures and then we would see what is God's will concerning prayer and what is God's will concerning, that is, what is the written word, what is the written word is the will of God now. So what is the will of God in terms of the written word for man, for the believer, when I mean man, I mean the believer, for man now. A, a, as as regards his prayer life. Now, I, I know a lot of you might have been wondering, oh, why do negative things happen to righteous folks? Oh, why is it that that brother lost his job? What happened? Why did that sister had, uh, why did she have a miscarriage? What happened? Why did their marriage not work out? Okay, what happened to their finances? They used to be rich at some point, and now they are poor as something you cannot even imagine. Or oh, what happened to their businesses? That brother used to serve well. I know some of you might even go to the extent of, oh, I pay my tithe, I, 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 I sow seeds, I do this, I do that, and oh, why would God just allow this? And then you paint a picture of an oral god, a tyrant. <laughs> He paints a picture of a man who would permit evil to happen just to bring you back to himself. 
So some say something like, oh, you lose your phone or you lose your job. And then you say, you go ahead and say something like, oh, maybe it's because I did not pay my tithe last week. Maybe it's because I did not sow this seed last month. Maybe it's because I promised God I was going to do this and I haven't done it. Oh, come on, take that thought off your mind. None of that, none of that ever described God. None of that ever described God. See, in, in, in believing, in walking in faith, and in understanding who you are as a believer, there are certain things you must first settle. That must be your conviction from the, from the very beginning. One of the very things you would settle that would be your conviction from the very beginning is that God is not evil. God does not have a dual personality. God has only one personality. His personality is to be good and to be good forever. His personality is to be good and to be good forever. We are going to be seeing this in the scriptures much later. But then very quickly, I'm going to share with you from the book of James. Chapter 1 verse 17. And it says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from and comes down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Now, I want you to take note of good and perfect gift. Good and perfect comes from from God. And then it says, in him there is no variation. Meaning that anything that varies from good and perfect, you cannot find in God. So you have to settle that first, that see... The only thing you are permitted to believe about God is that God is good. No, so I, I, I see someone already asking that, oh, so pastor, what happens? What about those misfortunes that has happened to me? What about these ones that I've had to, feel, uh, that I've had to face? What about the exams I've failed? What about the, uh, uh, ex, uh, uh, the, the, the jobs that didn't come my way? What about the contracts that I didn't get? What about these and these that happened? And you, you, you have so many questions. Now relax. Now, the other thing you should settle in your mind is this. That you must settle as a conviction is this. Whatsoever you think is too big for prayer to solve, nothing can solve. Whatsoever you think is too big, is too gigantic, is too enormous for prayer to solve for prayer to bring an answer to cannot i repeat cannot can never be solved by anything it is impossible so now having said to these two things in mind i'm going to be telling you a parable and then we'll link the parable much later for that in directions you've been faced and you have no sight of I would cause your sight to be opened. For I would cause you to be directed in the exact path that I have prepared for you. For I would cause your path, 
I would cause your, uh, your, your path to be directed in, in, in the exact dimension that, that I have ordained for you. That I would guide your legs. That I would guard your legs. That you are not mistaken. That you do not walk in error. That you do not walk out of these paths that I have ordained for you. That in the place of confusion, there is clarity for many. I see that you doubt so many of the things that I have already told you. But in due time will I not cause what I have said to come to pass. For none of my words shall come back to me void. But I await many, many, many who shall trust in that which I have said. And will stand upon my word continuously, fervently, and, and steadfastly in prayer. And will stand until they see that which I have said come to pass. Amen. Okay, so the story I said I was going to tell you very quickly. So, a commissioner sends out a servant, a, a, a sergeant. And it says, Sergeant, it says, yes, sir. It says, you go over that junction and you act as a patrol officer. And, and, and he gets there and he starts directing and starts directing the vehicle. Now, listen, the sergeant will not get there and start shouting that the commissioner sent me here. The commissioner sent me here. He has sent me to direct the vehicles. He has sent me to direct you all. So you all must listen to me. He, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Now, what does the sergeant do? All he has to do is to wear the uniform, the police uniform. And then when he gets there, automatically by wearing that uniform. And when people see this uniform, what happens? They obey him. Now, they obey him not because... He is the commissioner of police, but they obey him because he represents the commissioner of police. So, indirectly, they obey the uniform. As long as the uniform is on him, they are bound to obey. Let him put up that uniform much of the time today and go back there. He is the, he is the same man with the same face, but no one, no one will listen to him. No one will obey him. So they only obey him because he is wearing something that is called, he is wearing a delegated authority of the commissioner. So the commissioner has the authority, but then it has been delegated to him in the uniform that is given. So keep this story in mind. Now, to our test of the day, we'll be viewing two things. One, of the things we'll be viewing is why do bad things happen and what can be done to bad things the second is oh why do i have outstanding promises and prophecies and then some of you might have even thought oh that man that gave me this prophecy is a fake come on stop it why do i have outstanding prophecies oh some of you might have even seen this thing well i saw this vision Oh, but I got this promise. I'm so sure of it. God spoke to me. So why is this not happening? Calm down. We're going to check it today. So that'll be the second thing we we'll check it. Very briefly, let, uh, you open to me for the first uh, thing we'll be checking. Uh, into the book of Luke. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Luke 18, 1. Very quickly, I want to show you something there. I'm, I'm using the uh, NKJV uh, version, that is the New King James version. So, Luke 
It says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Now, if you're there with me, kindly take your pen and underline the word men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Now, see, there are certain things in the scripture that we cannot take for joke because, see, when they come to us, they come as instructions. They are instructions. We are instructed. So we cannot joke with those things. So he says, men ought to pray and not lose at. It is an instruction. So when you see this, you understand that what Jesus was saying, what Jesus was trying to pass with this parable is an instruction that men would not stop praying. Ephesians 6 verse 18 very quickly Ephesians 6 verse 18 now it says here also praying always without prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end without perseverance and supplication for all sins praying always praying always praying always don't forget that now the reality of this parable is to instruct men to pray by men I mean believers to instruct men to pray. Now, open to me to the book of Acts 12. Acts chapter 12. We'll, we'll go through this. It's a popular story that you already know, I'm sure. Acts chapter 12 from verse 1. Now, listen. Now, listen and follow me very carefully. Verse 1 says, Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. The first thing I note here is this. Then verse 2 says, Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So, hold up. Hold it there. He stretched his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Wow! This is great. Leverendeli, shivrekusundeli, bratus uvriteli, brasuvradish, ivedehe. Now, listen. The outcome of every planned harassment from the kingdom of hell is destruction. The outcome of any form of harassment that the devil plans for believers is destruction. Now, how do I know this? John 10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. The only work of the enemy, the work of the enemy alone is to destroy. Now remember Jesus spoke a parable and then he said, While man slept, his enemy came and did what? Destroyed what was rightly planted by planting what is not supposed to be amidst it. Now you understand that every time you look at an harassment, each time you've been faced by a trial, each time you've been faced by one temptation, that you know God does not tempt a man. Now, you understand that these things are from the devil. They are, they, 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 they are targeted towards you to destroy you. But glory to God, because we know we have a power in Christ. Oh, glory to God for the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Now, you remember what the scripture says in the book of Acts chapter 1. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 8. And then it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, get that. So we have power because we have the Holy Ghost in us. 
Hallelujah. So when you want to know the extent of power that you have, you go back to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 now, verse 13. In him you also trusted, after you had the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also haven't believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, this Holy Spirit is the confirmation of the power, or, or is the confirmation of the power at work in us. I get it. Now, verse 19 takes its order by saying, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Toward us who believe, According to the working of his mighty power. Now, this is what this uh, mighty power, rather, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. Now, listen, this is what this verse means. That's it. When you want to look at the power that is in a believer, you have to look at it in direct proportion to the same power that raised Christ from dead. The exact measure of power that took God to raise Christ from dead is the exact measure of power that is in the believer. So, you wonder, if I have this much power, why then do bad things still happen? Why then do negative things still happen? We're going to solve that. So, Acts chapter 12, verse 2 now. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now, hold on. James, the brother of John. Now, for, for some of you, some of you might think, oh, maybe the James mentioned here is one James that is, that is not just spiritual. Oh, how can he take James? Now, listen. James was part of the three closest disciples to Jesus. When you hear that and he went to the mountainside with Peter, James, and John, the James spoken about is this same James here. It was the same James uh, one of the two whose mother came to Jesus to say, okay, I want my two sons, one at your right hand side, one at your left hand side, and all of that. And Jesus had to rebuke her. So this, this was a spiritual brother, James. This was a brother, James, that was filled with the power of the ghost. This was a brother, James, that did the work of ministry zealously. But then he was taken by Herod, and he was killed. Killed with the sword. With the sword. Oh, couldn't brother James have done something? Couldn't he have have commanded angels to come to his rescue couldn't he have just done something like just, just do something <laughs> you know some of you might think that the power of the believer is to make him a magician no <laughs> that God is a miracle worker does not mean he's a magician that is a process and except process are followed results are not to be accepted it's to be, uh, to, to be to be expected when you deny process, you deny the results. So what happened? What was missing? Verse 3. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now listen to this. The devil is not always going to stop at coming back at you. Hmm? The devil will never stop. In his plan of always coming back at you. So that is why you pray today and then you got a victory and you think, oh, that's all. Glory to God. And you stop praying. I pity you. I pity you. Because the devil is not sleeping. He's, he, no, 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 no. He's not joking. He's not sleeping. Vanadashi vredeli, shivrekus vedili, brakatusu vredeli, shidelia bragados. 
and because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him. Now, listen here. Four squads of soldiers here means four soldiers in four places. That's 16 soldiers. To ensure that Peter, eh, Apostle Peter, be kept safe. The devil will stop at nothing, at nothing to bring you down concerning the plans that God has uh, that God has ordained and designed for your life. It will stop at nothing. It would stop at nothing. It would stop at nothing. So I wonder when the devil stops at nothing to bring you down, when the devil stops at nothing to make you far away from what God has designed to you as, uh, uh, as your expected end, and then you are sleeping and you are snoring and you are, you are lackadaisical about your spiritual life and growth, I wonder what kind of believer are you? I wonder what kind of believer are you? So you see, verse 5 says, Peter was therefore kept in prison for constant prayer. Now listen, constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Where was the church when James was seized? Where? Church was nowhere to be found. Now listen, whatever God has committed to the hands of man as the job of man, man shouldn't expect that God would still carry out that job. Whatever has become man's obligation as, as designed by God, should not be expected by man that God should still carry out. So God says, I've given you power. But man expects that God should come in for him to use power. Are you not, are you not sick in the head or something? Something is wrong with you. <laughs> okay, I, I, I say to you, you are my child, and I say to you before going out in the morning, you know what, take this ATM card. There is a hundred thousand dollar cash in the account. Go to the market, get things there. Then you go to the market and then you tell the market woman selling fish. Please sell fish for me. My mother will come and pay when she comes back. And the woman tells you, sorry, I cannot sell fish on credit. When your mother comes back, come and buy. If I come back and you are me now in this instance, what do you think you do to yourself? It shows your level of, I'm sorry, it shows your level of stupidity. Because this is what I've already assigned to you. I've given you what to use in buying the fish. And you are still waiting on me to come and buy the fish. You are not hungry yet. When you are hungry, you will go to the ATM post, dispense some cash, and buy the fish and prepare something for yourself. This is the exact way it works spiritually. Oh, Jesus. God, you help us with something tonight. Now, listen. Peter was therefore kept in prison. Verse 5. But constant prayer was offered to God by, for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were kept, were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Guard yourself and tie on your sandal. Now listen to this. You read the rest, and then you understand that. Okay, because the church stood to pray, they didn't just pray, constant prayer was offered was offered was offered 
was offered constant prayer, meaning they didn't leave the place of prayer. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, a miracle happened. Now, what brought the miracle? Because prayer was offered. What brought the miracle? Because the church decided to pray. If the church had not prayed, what would have happened? Peter would have remained in the prison. Herod would have taken him and his head would have been cut off. That is the end of the ministry of Brother Peter. That is the end of any letter or epistles we would have gotten from Brother Peter. You get it? Because the church did not pray for Brother James. What happened? Brother James' head was cut off. That became the end of the ministry of Brother James. So listen to me. In life, your refusal to pray some things <laughs> is your refusal to have success and breakthrough concerning those things. So, so somebody's there saying, Oh, but I prayed last week and I failed. Uh, but I prayed last year concerning this, but it didn't come true. But I prayed this, but it didn't come. But I prayed this. Okay. You prayed, it didn't come. Is it when you stop praying that it will come? Eh? You prayed, it didn't come. Is it when you stop praying that it will come? Obviously not. So you have to understand this. That prayer is the only key to any issue. Any issue whatsoever, any issue whatsoever, prayer is the only key to it. Okay. Jesus. Franatus Vragadeshi Vragadelia Pragadosu Vradeshi Dali Bradosh Delish. Okay, you know the problem we have as believers is most of the time we ask the wrong question. So for example, people ask, Oh, what they wonder why God allows certain things to happen. That's the wrong question. That's the wrong wondering. The right thing should be, is it God's duty to prevent it? Is it God's duty to prevent it? What God has put in your care, you cannot put it in God's care back. Back. You cannot put it in God's care back. Now listen, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, very quickly. And it says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have the petition we have asked of him listen read this read this till it dawns on you read it until it sinks into your brain into your spirit now this is the confidence what is confidence assurance that we have in him that if we ask if meaning we can choose not to ask but when we choose to ask and we ask according to his will. What is his will? His will here is not that you start praying and saying, Oh God, what is your will? That, uh, it, that is nonsense. His will here signifies the fact that God is able to cause things that do not exist. It, to be in existence because of your petition. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So when you ask, you know that you have it. Okay, so somebody say, 
pastor, but I've tried this before. I asked, and I was so sure, oh, faith was so welling up in my spirit, but then it didn't happen. Bro, why did you stop praying? You're not supposed to stop praying. Continue praying until you see that which you have asked in manifestation. Oh, is that not unbelief? Whatever you like, you call it. It is not unbelief. Me disturbing my father over a particular matter is not unbelief. It is me trusting in his ability to do it and making him know the urgency of the matter. So if you decide to call that an unbelief, go ahead, it is your own issue then. It is not unbelief to me. It is me trusting in his ability to do it and to make him understand that, oh boy, I need this thing fast. I need this thing quick. Now, very quickly, we check again the book of James. The book of James, chapter 5, verse 13, 14, and 15. Now, listen. You, you have to read this carefully. Read this carefully. Is any among you suffering? Question mark. What is the answer? Let him pray. <laughs> Glory! Is anyone among you suffering? What is the answer? Let him pray. Oh, glory. Is anyone cheerful? What is the answer? Let him sing psalms. Which means, see, no matter what mood you find yourself, no matter what you find yourself facing, you are supposed to. To not stop communicating with God. You are not supposed to stop communication with God. Is anyone among you sick? Listen, what is the answer? Let him call for the elders of the church. For what? And let them pray over him. So when you are suffering, what is the answer? Pray. When you are sick, what is the answer? Pray. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sin, now leave that part. <laughs> now we come to the latter part of verse 16. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now you believe you are a righteous man because you've been made, right, made righteous by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus, and you are saved and you have the Spirit of God in you as a proof of that. Okay, hallelujah. So you know now that being a righteous man, the scripture says, the effective what is effective punctual fervent right on time prayer of a righteous man avails much it brings forth much much productivity now verse 17 says elijah was a man with a nature like ours no i I look at this and I tell brother James, brother James, you are mistaken here. You know why I say brother James is mistaken? Elijah is not a man with a nature like us. No, no, no. Elijah does not have the same nature as I do. You know why? Because Elijah was not a man with the Holy Ghost, but you are a man with the Holy Ghost. So if Elijah with if Elijah a man without the Holy Ghost will command that much result in prayer, then it is expected of me that I'm to command much more results in prayers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now we go to the book of Mark. I want to show you who you are today in Christ. Mandali Brasuvradishi Vragadishi Dali Bragadosu Delisha. Mark 11, verse 24. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. 
says Jesus Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Can somebody just shout, Glory! Whatever you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. So it means the only reason you are not permitted to ask a thing. Now Jesus is saying whatever. This is a correction to oh oh, Jesus. Whatever you ask when you pray, meaning you are the determinant of what you get in prayer. Oh Jesus. You are the determinant of what happens to you in life. You are the determinant of things that are orchestrated to happen in your life. Oh glory to God. Philippians 2. Philippians 4 now. Philippians 4. Oh Jesus, Mananda Laya Bragadosi Deli Bradusu Vredishi Vregadishi Deli Bragadosu Delisha Limandali Bratusu Vrigadishi Vregadeshi Deli Bragadosha. Philippians 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So this is what I tell folks. Pray concerning that issue until you feel peace in your spirit continue in prayer until you feel peace in your spirit continue in prayer until you feel peace in your spirit don't stop don't stop praying the Holy Ghost don't stop praying your understanding I decree that this cannot be my result I decree that this cannot be my outcome I decree that this cannot be my circumstance I decree that there is no negative happenstance for me I I decree that things work out for my God. I decree that the lines are falling upon me in place and places. You make decrees. You make decrees. Not this. The power of God is delegated in the believer through the Holy Spirit. Now, you remember the story of the the commission I told you. The power of God is delegated in the believer through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our own uniform. So when you wear it and you comfort, oh, and because you wear it all the time, this is not a seasonal uniform, it is an eternal uniform, you wear it all the time, you come towards an issue, you begin to proclaim and blast in tongues when you get that negative doctor's report. That sickness, you have not gotten a place to stay, this is the temple of the Lord, and sickness has no part in it. You decree concerning your finances. My finances cannot be negative. Oh, there is abundance for me. We are scarcely abounds. Glory to God. You decree concerning that new job. Oh, that is new job. I go for the... I, 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 I get it in the name of God. I decree that all things work together for my good. You decree concerning that exam. That the examiner works out for my good. The exam day works out for my good. The weather is for my good. You decree what you want. You are having issues in your marriages. You put it in prayer. Shabadalia bragadosu bragadishi bragadili brahadusubaha. You have a child giving you issues. You put it in prayer. You don't stop praying. You don't stop praying. Jesus. So you're wondering. Lavradusu bragadishi vridali bratusu vridali brasu vridishi dali bragadusu dali bridashivaha. Some of you are wondering, so what happened? So now you see that 
the reason why you keep on getting negative results is because you stopped praying or you have not prayed about it. Whatever you choose to continually pray about, you will always get a positive result. Always. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Now to the story of Elijah. Very quickly, open to the book of First Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to 44. So I'll, I'll, I'll briefly tell the story. So Elijah prayed that there will be no rain. And then now he had to pray that there will be rain. Man, the scripture says that Elijah continued in prayer and he sent his servant out seven good times. Now, some theologians believe that the, the seven different times stands for one stands for seven days. Now, whatever thing it might represent, even if it's for seven hours, even if it's for seven days, the, the truth is it continued in prayer, not stopping, not leaving the position of prayer until the sound of rain he had transforms into a drop of rain. Until, uh, until the cloud formed rain, it didn't stop. So you ask yourself, what happened to every promise? The same way you got that promise is the same way Elijah had the sound of rain. He didn't stop praying. That was how the manifestation came. So you must not stop praying if you want the manifestation to come. So you understand it now. You must not stop praying if you want the manifestation to come. Luke 1019. I want to build you to pray today. Oh, mananandalia bragados de libra do suvriga de chifra do su de libra do suvrehedish. Elim baluzu vregishi de libra to suvrudu suvredishi vrigadishi daliha. Malalandalia bradusu vregadesh. Look 1019. And it says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Take note of this. Serpent and scorpions represent whatever manifestation of the devil, whatever dimension the devil chooses to come out from. And over all the power of the enemy, that is whatever is over all, that is even the highest form of power of the enemy, the highest form of power that the enemy can ever wield, says I've given you authority to trample over it. And it says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing, nothing means nothing. Nothing means not one. Nothing means not two. Nothing means nothing. Nothing shall by any means. By any means means it is not permitted to happen. By any means do what? Hurt you. Why will nothing by any means hurt you? Is because you have been given the authority to trample upon the power of the enemy. But if you choose not to use this authority, you can be you, you can be taken for granted by these powers. So you need to understand that you have the authority already. You have the authority already. You have the authority already. Oh Jesus, Jesus. So you say, what do I do with unanswered prayer? First of all, there is nothing like unanswered prayer. Let us sort that. God is willing to listen and respond at all times. God is willing to listen and respond at all times. Now read the book of James chapter 1 verse 5 to 7. Read the book of James chapter 4 verse 3. Read the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. Read the book of Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. James 1, 5 to 7, James 4, 3, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Colossians 4, 2. I'll leave you with this and I'll leave you to pray. Have you asked God? Most of what we do is complain. 
and we call it prayer. So most of you come before God or you come to the place of worship and then you want to pray and then you start doing, oh, Father, but I prayed over this anti-shocker. You come before God and then you start doing, oh, God, but I've asked you this several times. Who asked you this tools? Use this authority that you have. Devil, enough is enough. Over my finances, this is what I decree. Devil, enough is enough. This medical report is not for me. Somebody called me today and then said, Sir, they said I have ulcer. I said, Don't ever repeat it. You cannot have ulcer. I sticked it into her brain. You cannot. You cannot. It is what the doctors have chosen to see. You cannot. If you like say I'm delusional, well, it is your problem. If you want to have, no problem. So if the doctor tells you you have cancer, you can jump at the report and say, Oh, glory to God, I have cancer. No, you don't accept any negative report just like that. You don't accept. You pray about it. This world is was formed by the word of God. And so Oh Jesus. The word was formed by the word of God. Devil deceived Eve by his word. Go. Man, God saved by his words. So say by believing and by confessing. Because in believing, you would confess that which you believe. So your word determines a lot of what happens to you. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this. We are restored in prayer. We understand what our authority is. We use it. We use it. We are not disturbed. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, go ahead and go and press in tongues. Don't wait for me to do any other thing. Lord bless you.